you probably remember this, but I was obsessed with that song Mama's Boy by Chromio. Oh, yeah, that song sucks. Which I see. <laughs> 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 oh, which I still absolutely fucking love that song, and that's also my girlfriend. Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music, and well, that's pretty much it. So uh, let's go. <laughs> An old man. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! This, this right here, ladies and gentlemen. These right here, people of all sorts and people of all ages. This is Asinine Radio. This is probably the greatest. No, I know this is the greatest podcast to ever exist in the world, especially music podcasts. We are the best. We are the go-to podcast. And thank you all for listening to Asinine Radio. Go to iTunes. Go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Go follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. This episode is brought to you by Jeff because he wanted to go with a band that I wasn't too familiar with. And, right, but you you really wanted to. Hey, boy, like... All right, everyone, before we get into our album of the week, we're going to go through, uh, We Jeff and I listened through uh, all of the Arctic Monkeys discography. Uh, well, not the EP. I didn't listen to the EPs. I don't know if Jeff did. Uh, but just their main albums, we're going to rank them. I think they have, what, five albums? Maybe six albums? Six. Six albums, yeah. So we're going to start with, um, let's start with our least favorite, and then we'll get into whatever we need to get into. So what do you got for your least fave? Uh, okay, my least favorite is their newest one, Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino. Okay, wait. Why is that? Do you think? Um, I just first of all, I think it's pretty pretty cool how far they've they've gone musically from the album we're doing today up until now. But I'm just not digging like the lounge act anymore. A lot of the songs sounded the same, and I just I was I was kind of over it. But um, she looks fun. Was was I guess my favorite song? A little dark, a little spooky, kind of fun. I guess. Okay. Well, my number six is uh humbug humbug is my i don't know there's something about it i just think it's super fucking boring it's the um it's just a rehash of what they were doing on their first records but just in kind of like the dullest way um the the one song that might have that kind of stood out a little bit was uh crying lightning but other than that i just thought it was it was okay it was whatever okay that's my number six so what do you got for number five? Number five, favorite worst nightmare. This is their second album. Man. Okay. And um, again, th- this was straight up them trying to do their first album again, but it just didn't have that that pop. Didn't have that flair. The bass wasn't groovy enough. But that's because the bass player left after the first. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> but uh, D for Dangerous, I think it's like the first, one of the first couple songs. That's, I guess that was my favorite song. The, these, my, my four and five, I really didn't like almost like at all. The other three I, I somewhat liked. 
Okay, fair enough. Uh, Suck It In C is my number five. Uh, I thought it was just kind of like a boring record. It didn't really go anywhere. It was kind of like a lot of the same, just like kind of boringness to the record. Um, it was like kind of like the worst parts of their their debut record, and that's what Suck It In C is, for me at least. Okay. Uh, but one song that I thought was kind of like weird and kind of funky was uh, probably Library Picture Library Pictures. That song was was interesting. But other than that, yeah, that that album just really, man, that album fell fell short. Yeah, I'm okay. here for it. Okay, interesting. Number four for me is AM. Uh, I I still think they were going in the direction. I think this is their third album. I think so. Right. They were no, still no, going. No. Is it, it might be their fifth record. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, they're still going in that in that sound of their or the first two albums, but it just it for sure got old after a while. Um, but damn, dude, that song, uh, do I want to know? Ooh, gotta love that song. Wait, is that the that's like that, the one real, that was like in that 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 rum commercial or the tequila commercial or something? It's a very popular song. Yeah, maybe, that, maybe this is their fourth album then or fifth album. Because I remember that I remember it was the World Cup. <sighs> had to have been the 2014 World Cup. Yeah, it had to have been that because I remember I was watching the World Cup at work, uh, just doing my, my thing at work. And then between like halftime and all that shit and like during any sort of commercial break, they would always play this one, I think it was either rum or tequila. And in that song, it would be that fucking Arctic Monkey song. So I heard that that 30 seconds of the song probably a hundred times, at oh, least a hundred times. And I fucking hated it. I hated it. Oh, yeah, I hated it okay, so much. So this is this is like their fifth album then, because they're still going off of like the change in direction. But yeah, I, I like that song. It's a good song. I can't I've I, it. I've only I've never heard that song in many many years. But I mean, when when I heard it, it just brought back all those memories of me like having to like go to that window and then muting it, and then waiting until the commercial was done or waiting until the ads finished and then I unmute it because I just I I hated that. Oh, I hated it so much. But that, that was number four, right? Uh, so, yeah. Okay, number four is the same for me. AM is number four. Um, but the only song on there that, that kind of stood out to me was uh, Knee Socks. Knee Socks. Knee Socks. That's about it. I I don't even really know why. I think it was just kind of like the only one that sounded kind of different from the rest. That I just And then just that one song like we were just talking about. I hated that song. Okay. But there you go. All right. Number three, uh, Humbug. This album had uh, had a much more rock sound to it. This album was co-written by Josh Home too. Oh, from uh, Queens of Stone Age. Yeah, they actually have a lot to do with with him. Like he in, his, in their late latter albums, he's helped out a lot through producing, mm-hmm. writing. So um, Humbug, this this album had more of a rock sound ta- sound to it. Dangerous Animals was my favorite song. Definitely a harder rock song. And I liked it a lot. That's cool. All right. Uh, number three for me is uh, Tranquility, Base Hotel and Casino. I I like the the lounginess of it. I like that this is like the first record that sounds different from really everything else they were doing. Uh, and I, I like that. I like the vibe of that one a lot more than the rest. And um, probably the best song is the title track, Tranquility, Base Hotel and Casino. Oof. That that's the best song on it. I I I like that vibe. I like that that laid back kind of loungy vibe. I feel like it suits them better than most of everything else they do. So there you go. That's so my it, number three. It, if you liked that vibe, then like Suck It and See should have been your second favorite. No, I, there was something about Suck It and See that I just it was still. It, 
Dude, I'll, say suck it's it the and I'll say it's the vocals. Suck it and see continue with that that more rock sound, but they softened it up and added some like Morrissey and Bowie into it. No, but there's something about tranquility that that it's 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 too different from everything else they've done. But it's like a good different. It's just a more slowed down suck it and see. That's it. Nah, I don't think so. That's where you're wrong. <laughs> no, that's my favorite song off of Suck It and See is is is, is that's where you're wrong. <laughs> oh, you're so dumb. Oh, my God. It fits so perfectly. But, uh, yeah, that, that's my favorite song from That's Where You're uh, Wrong. I actually added it to my indie playlist. It's a cool, eclectic sound, and it, it, they like really channeled their inner Bowie in this one, especially the vocals, and it was good. Okay. All right, well, what's your number two? That was my number two. Oh, okay. Duh. Oh, fuck, man. I'm all over the place. Uh, my number two, then, is uh, Favorite Worst Nightmare. Uh, I mean, it it's essentially an extension of the first album. Like you said, uh, maybe that's why I put it at number two, because I had already been listening to the first record and that's kind of what I was, that was my mindset. You know, I think maybe tranquility would, would hit number two, uh, over this one. But yeah, favorite worst nightmare is my second. Uh, the song brainstorm is one of the ones that kind of stands out, but that's pretty much it. Yeah. That's, that's it for me. And uh, I guess that, that leaves us with number one, right? Yeah, number one. Number one. And this is our album of the week. This is the Arctic Monkeys and the album Whatever People Say I Am, That's What I'm Not. The Arctic Monkeys, they formed in the year 2002 in Sheffield, England by Alex Turner on vocals, Matt Helders on drums, Jamie Cook on guitar, and Andy Nicholson on bass. They currently have six full-length albums, two EPs, and one demo. The album we're doing today is called Whatever People Say I Am, That's What I'm Not. It's the band's debut album, and it was released on January 23rd, 2006. It features all of the band members mentioned above. And it has sold well over 2 million copies world 
wide. <laughs> now, Jeff, what are your initial thoughts on this record? Well, this was um, this this was a big one. I've I've wanted to do this album for a while, just because I I know half of these songs almost like by heart, and the other half I haven't even listened to in a long time. So when we when we first did, it, I was almost like worried. So I don't know if there's gonna be enough material here to talk about, which I, eventually I think there's going to be. But um, I think the first time I heard these these guys was was in high school, during like the MySpace days, mm-hmm. and then when their album was released, I was super excited about it. And um, I don't I don't know I I think they're they're a great band. I should I should say going back to our rankings too. This is the only album I think that is good to great. Everything else I will never listen to again, minus one or two songs. This is the only album that they've done that I will listen to again. Oh, oh yeah, I, I agree with you on that. Yeah, this is the only album. If I were to ever go back, this would be the only album I'd go to. I mean, you should go back to stuff. this album, but... Uh, oh, here I comes don't. a 1.5. No, I I, pff, I didn't say Tyler. that. I didn't say that. Yeah, my first impressions, uh, I was just... Th- this came at like um, a, a later a later end of this whole indie rock, garage rock thing that we had talked about earlier in our other podcasts with the strokes and the hives and the white stripes and the vines. And I don't think that the Arctic monkeys like brought back that genre of music, but I do think that they did it like best. And I, and I do think the Arctic monkeys, especially in this album did what everybody else was doing, but they just, like it all led up to this point, and this was like the apex of it. Like this was the best of that genre of music. I think I, you know, I agree with you on that. I mean, that's still not saying a lot, but what means not saying I a lot? I will say this is <laughs> this here. is probably the the best of that that genre for sure. Better than the Strokes, yeah. Better than yeah, definitely the Hives, the Vines, the Sums, all that kind of stuff. Well, they, this is but. better than the White Stripes doing this type of music. When the White Stripes kind of transitioned into doing more, uh, more straight experimental f- stuff. Yeah. Well, no, oh, maybe then no. The, right, the White Stripes were, were better. No, the White Stripes were better. No, I didn't. I forgot about them actually. But you know, they're better than this. No, they're a hundred times better. Because because you're thinking of the White Stripes and the capacity of of like all of their albums. But all of their albums yeah. are not better than this. Like they're for the, they're they're self-titled the White Stripes, and then Day Day Stigil or whatever that album was called, and then White Blood Cells. Elephant was the only one that kind of transitioned out of it and got a little more experimental. But their first three, their self-titled White Blood Cells and Day Stigil, this this Arctic Monkeys album is better than those ones. Ah, dude, no, I I honestly don't agree with that at all. You you don't even um, listen to those albums. Get out of here. I listen to more than this. Uh, you know, my, my first impressions with the Arctic monkeys, I, I've never really been into this garage rock thing. Like I said, I, I've only like, I only like a few songs here and there overall. I've never really gotten into any of the bands of this particular genre. Uh, I do this, this band is very like cemented in my memory because this album came out when I was working at tower records. And I remember when it came out, it was, it just was at fucking everywhere. People were buying this record just left and right it was it was fucking they were all over the place and i just remember just hearing them we would play them at the store and they were all over mtv and all that shit (laughs) but i just i thought they i thought this and like this one that one song we played the i bet you look good on the dance floor was always played on k-rock constantly on k-rock and i just it was just an overload 
that's really what it was. And I just, but even back then, I the, back then and now, I just I've never really been able to get into them. I just they just weren't a band for me. And I I, I understand why people like them, but I I just it's not my cup of tea, really. I mean, there's some parts on this album that I think are great that are good but overall the the album it falls short a lot of the time but and i think and i attribute that a lot to the singer the singer is the worst part of the band like 100 percent the worst part of the band but that just might be my own my own dislike for that 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 style of vocals but i mean we're we're gonna get more into that I, i'm sure we're gonna get more into that I, w- I wish there was one song on here that they just chugged along and then maybe like yelled no, then to. then you're like ranking would have been so much higher but that's all right so annoying. oh my god <laughs> it's been such a long day oh yeah uh it has for me but uh so what, what do we got for our what bangers do you do you think what songs do you think are bangers on this record. Uh, well, okay, let's start. I don't, I don't think there are any stinkers in this album. There are songs I think are okay, but there are no stinkers on this album. Okay. None. Fair enough. Fair enough. So what do you got for your bangers then? Um, I mean, just going in order. The View from the Afternoon, banger. I bet that you look good on the dance floor, banger. Fake Tales, Tales of San Francisco, banger. Dancing Shoes, banger. And then we skip down to Marty Bum, banger. And then um, From the Rich to the Rebel, banger. And Certain Romance is my favorite song, banger. Like you said, no stinkers. None. So, for me here, I wouldn't call any of them necessarily bangers. Uh, I guess for the context of this episode and the context of this album, I'll call them a banger. Uh, for me, uh, the biggest banger on here is a certain romance. That is definitely the best song on here. Uh, the next would be perhaps Vampires is a bit strong, but. That's another banger, and then it's the heaviest song on the album. Of course, you think it's the a song that the song that we talked about, or the song that we played already. I bet you look good on the dance floor. Even though I was talking about how overplayed it was, I, it's 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 grown on me. It's it's gotten better with time. Even though I got it was so saturated in music society at the time, but yeah, th- those are those are my three bangers. Uh, I mean, to me, there are stinkers on this. Like what? I think the the biggest stinker is hold on. Oh yeah, this uh, riot van. Oh, okay. That was a that one was really bad. That's like their 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 ballad. Oh, that I was guess. so bad, and it was a bad ballad. It wasn't like yeah. so bad, dude. It was it sucked, man. That song was just not only was it just boring to listen to, but it was just the context, the lyrics. It was just there's a lot of oh, good man. things about that song, though. There's a lot of good things about the Arctic Monkeys. I mean, first of all, I mean, let's go back to like the whole indie rock genre because this is indie rock like at its best. And such that any rock, I mean, basically, it could you could also call it alt rock, but what what made any rock so specific was the fact that they used indie DIY ways to kind of push themselves forward, whether it be through indie labels or like the Arctic Monkeys did through like self releasing material through shows through MySpace for free online things like mm-hmm. that, and then these these bands kind of went back to like that garage sound which gave them more control over their own music yeah, and it allowed them for kind of exploring different genres within their own music which i think is kind of cool and i mean indie rock itself is, is, is known for being very progressive in its success for like female artists and that was one of the first genres of music that really pushed that through so i think indie rock itself is a really cool genre especially in the early to mid 2000s 
they kind of got away from it. But the Arctic Monkeys, even still today, are on the same label, Domino Records. Like, that's mm-hmm. that's crazy. That's unbelievable. That's awesome. What I thought was cool about their beginnings was that, you know, like like you said, they they would play shows and they just didn't care if their music was given out for free. Like they would give people like burn copies and just just they were, or they would press a certain amount of CDs and then just give them out. Like they said, we just want the music to be heard. Like we don't really care to sell that much. Just we want people to hear the stuff. And then what ended up happening was, mind you, this this album came out in 06. So when did they start? 2002, I think it was. Yeah. So in 2002 or I think 2003 was when MySpace started. And, you know, as over the next couple of years after that, MySpace had gotten huge and f- like Arctic Monkey fans had actually made uh, an, an Arctic Monkeys MySpace page that wasn't even affiliated with the band. The band knew nothing about it, but it, that MySpace page had blown up on the internet, had, you know, probably a million, I don't know how many followers, but a million friends on there. And, you know, they had gained all this, this internet notoriety without the band even having to do anything. So the fans were that rabid and that crazy for them. And I, I thought that was really cool. I like the passion there and I like how how you like you said how diy that was even though it was kind of like on like almost like a corporate entity kind of thing but it was still kind of it was so new and different at that time because they were one of the first bands to really embrace social media the way it was i mean bands before that had worked with the internet and done like webisodes like corn had done that back in the the mid 90s and stuff like that but the arctic monkeys took the social media and really ran with it and they were one of, one of the ones who blew up because of that, because they, well, even, without even their own doing, it was just what the fans did for them. So they really had nothing to do with it. But I thought that was cool. Yeah, it's it's crazy. And especially coming off like the coattails of, like I said, like the early 2000s, the bands. And then even like the mm-hmm. 90s where Oasis was so popular. And and um, what's that fucking band with uh, Vertigo? U2. U2. Oh, yeah. And U2 was still wildly popular. And the Arctic Monkeys come out and they sell 360,000 copies in the first week that their album With their is debut dropped. record. Like, how? Their debut record. What? Yeah. With no label support, no MTV support <laughs> at first. It's pretty remarkable. It's it unbelievable. Really yeah. I mean, I do have to give credit to them and, and their fans, especially because that is pretty insane. Especially in 2006 when, you know, pirating had already been around for six, seven years, you know, you know, and people, and people less and less people were buying CDs. I mean, record stores were going out of business. Tower records went out of business this year, that year in 2006, you know? So, I mean, and for them to sell that many records on a debut record is pretty, pretty remarkable. That's, so I have to give them credit. Yeah. For that. That's straight like DIY. I mean, it's not just the punkers that can do this. It's, it's anybody. I mean, most people choose not to do it, but I mean, they, they're, a, a, a good example of, of what you can do what's possible for you what avenues well, are the out time, there yes but nowadays because everybody uses the internet and everybody uses the internet to promote themselves it's way more saturated than it used to be you know what i mean true like it even like comparing then to now you can't really you can't really do make the same decisions and expect to be great it's a lot more difficult, absolutely, and for even other people, it's a lot more difficult. I mean, the avenue is still open, still there, it but is. it is not nearly as easy as it used to be. It isn't, but I also think too, you know, like with a lot of things, it's right place, right time. Yeah, you know, the, like like you said, it was kind of the tail end of that sort of indie garage rock in '06, but then they had kind of added more like a punk infused version of that, so it gave that that kind of some might say boring indie rock garage rock it gave it some kind of energy and oomph 
And that's what people latched onto, I feel. And that's, that's kind of why they, they succeeded so quickly and so well at the time. But that's why, like, going back to Riot Van that you hate so much, there are some good parts to that. You can hear his fingers constantly sliding up and down the guitar. Yeah, but that has nothing to do with the song. But there, are, I'm not saying it's a bad song. I mean, I, I don't think it's a great song, but I think it's an okay song. There are parts into it that make it good like that. Just like in the Deftones album that we did, there are parts in some of those songs that I really like, but overall the song was stupid. But I wouldn't list it as a stinker because there are some things that I truly enjoy in that. Like in I mean, Riot I'm, Van. There really, there's only like maybe two stinkers on this. Like You said this song stinkers. was so bad, such a stinker. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It it's, is. It's yeah. not though. There are some really cool parts. That's all right. I mean, yeah, I guess I guess it is. Um <laughs> Uh, my, I'll just go with my other, my second least favorite, um, just to get it out of the way. Be a little more bit, be a little bit more posy. Uh, Red light indicates doors are secured. That song follows Riot Van. Uh, I just, I thought the guitar riff was just really kind of like, it was too much of that. Then, then it was like very. Ah, I just didn't like the guitar sounds on it. I didn't like the, the whole groove or the lack of groove, I should say. Uh, and just overall the lyrics, like most of the lyrics, almost all the lyrics on this record are really bad. They're not I'm bad. Just they're just they're earnest. Bad. They're just, they're straightforward. There's, it's just straight up him just either talking in first person or talking about something. They're so, they're like some of the most superficial lyrics. And I'm, it, it's, it surprises me that so many people latched onto the lyrics and how much people love the lyrics. Like reading all the, researching this record, I was surprised at how much people love the lyrics on this record for his honesty and you know the depth to all his lyrics but then looking at it looking at it it's just like there's not really anything there there's nothing really of any substantial use there there's not like especially coming off of what what some of the songs we we were doing with the that deftones record i mean some of the songs on the deftones record like we were talking about were very kind of like sexual or and stuff like that but he he did it in a way he brought those lyrics to life in a way that was more it, it was more thought provoking and more emotional, but this the the lyrics on this record are all sexual and they're all about getting laid. But they're they're done in such like a like a straightforward grimy way, you know. It's <laughs> they're just, done as if a twenty year old would write them. Yeah. Oh, because he was twenty when he and wrote, twenty year old when this album was released. Yeah, and so. twenty year olds are stupid. So you know, I mean, this is no <laughs> different than us like loving anything that Blink has ever done, even until today. Yeah, but Blink is like poppy and fun, and like there, it's more like happy. How the and hell fun. do you not think not, this is fun and happy? I, I don't think it is. <laughs> what? You, there's something. There's something like psychologically wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs> like le- no. legit, there is something wrong with no. your brain. There's nothing wrong with. Have it. you fallen down recently? <laughs> no, I haven't actually. I don't know, um, but dude, red lights indicate doors are secured. That there's a solid baseline in there, and that was one of the first times that we heard like a distinctive double guitar sound was in that song. It's yeah, faint, I but it's so. there. Yeah, it's there. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I I guess that that's about it for for my stinkers. Let, let let's get a little bit more posy on the pod. Uh, let's go with um. Let's do what, what's let's do certain what? romance last. Okay, we'll do the, we'll do that one last. That's the the final track on the record. But um, do we do we already beat down? I bet that you look good on the dance floor. Are we done with that one? I mean, we played it. We talked about it. I think lyrically, it doesn't. It doesn't really say anything. It's pretty self-explanatory. I mean, the title is exactly what the song's about. Yeah. Pretty superficial, but there you go. But it is one of the better songs. It's definitely one of the better songs on the record, for sure. It's it's fast, it's upbeat. It has some really it has some pretty cool guitar parts. 
Um, but yeah, that's about it for me on that one. So I think one of the most important songs on the album is uh, the first track, The View from the Afternoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there was a lot of hype. And I mean, you you love your hype. There's a lot of hype going in with the Arctic Monkeys. <laughs> and like literally they just didn't care about it at all. And mm-hmm. not only from the video of I Bet You Look Good on the Dance Floor, but from the song The View from the Afternoon, clearly is just, he like they don't, they're talking about how hype is bad but they don't care if they live up to it or if they feel miserably because this is this is what they got and damn that's a good song it's so rad the intro like leads you down this weird path and like the frantic guitar starts and it gets totally different and the first three tracks on these uh on this album are just they're just so chaotic and so weird but then the view from the afternoon ends oh absolutely what are you kidding me well, get out of here! And the, I was going to no, say, say the third song kind of like brings it down. The first two st- songs start out pretty strong, but then like the mid tempo kind of way the third song goes is it kind of brings it down. And but that's the first the, legit groove that we have yeah. from the song, and so it doesn't. It, it, maybe it slows it down, but it doesn't stop. It just continues to go and go and go. But that last note for, on the view from the afternoon, that last like beautiful strum that he does <laughs> is such a cool way to end the song should i okay so i i'm, I'm gonna play this song do you want me to start it from the beginning do you want yeah me to yeah start from the do beginning. the end okay all right well here's the uh here, here's the, the first song from this album the view from the afternoon from the afternoon by the arctic monkeys you know i mean the song i mean the album starts off pretty strong there's some great great parts on this on this song and then i bet you look at on the dance floor like keeps up that energy but then it just kind of 
it really goes downhill after that. Like they do some really awesome stuff. I, I don't I don't get it. I just don't get it, man. So this song is perfect. This song this song is an absolute banger. This song is perfect. <laughs> it's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. Everything about this song is so rad. And I'm surprised you don't like it just be simply the fact that there's no Omar chugging, screaming or blinking in it, I guess, but this song is absolutely perfect. And then there's a perfect use of the dramatic pause like 60% way through the song where you think it's over and it's just long enough of a silence to almost get to that uncomfortable part. And then it starts right in with that like clean guitar and it's just going up and down and it's just super weird and bizarre. And man, the song is good. Do you like the, that clean guitar a lot? That, that tone? You like that? tone? Absolutely. I don't know, man. I think if like, I, that's one of the reasons why I started playing guitar was because I liked acoustic music and I like when people don't use so much fucking distortion. Like I hate, I hate heavily distorted things. I, I shouldn't say hate. I, I, a lot of times don't like heavily distorted things because you lose all of the small nuances of playing guitar, like the sliding, maybe like the mispicking and different things that you it's just overall sound is just now it's just a crunchy distorted sound. And that's mm-hmm. why bands I like, I like Sublime a lot because Sublime goes back and forth between yeah. thrashy guitar distortion and super clean like reggae sounds. And these guys yeah, found like a solid weird. middle ground. Mm. I wouldn't say a solid middle ground. What? I, think I don't understand I think it's, I think what it's you don't style. like about this. You know, I think it's his style of, of his, the style of his guitar playing. I really think that's what it is. I just don't like that. Dang, don't, dang, don't, don't, dang. Like, it's just but like you like when Omar like, does that weird like noodling shit on his guitar. Yeah, but noodling, noodling is different. I mean, oh, I don't like all Omar. noodling. No, oh, okay. No, no, no. Gotcha. no. Because there's like the, because when it comes to like the noodling, there's other stuff going on in, in like a Mars Volta song. There's, there's stuff way, going on in there's here way too. More, no, but there's way more going on like with the drums and the bass. Like it's it's a little bit more technical and it's just kind of like it's more groove based. Like Mar- the Mars Volta are like way more groove based than a band like the Arctic Monkeys. So no, it, it's I don't hard think to compare so at all. I think the bass in this two. is absolutely 100% groove. The bass, the bass, and the in drums complement it super well. The drums are doing something a little bit technical, but still keeping the flow. And the I, guitars is going up and down. And then even the vocals come in. And even though he's got kind of this like shitty way of singing, it blends so well with the music. I, I this the first, that song. Yeah, I think the bass and the drums are the best part of the this song. For absolutely for sure, the best part. But I feel like with the guitar, it's just kind of the guitar is kind of bland for that, for what, what the rest of the band I don't is even doing. Know, I don't understand where I you're just, coming because with because I don't like I don't like that that kind of like don't don't bam don't boom like that that kind of I don't want it is a staccato. But you like the noodling that Omer does, which is very similar. But to the this. noodling's different. Oh, it's okay. It's different. Gotcha. New, come on, dude. Gotcha. You know it's true. <laughs> you can't you can't compare the two. The they're, only difference they're, between they're, they're this two, and no, no, Omar's noodling is that he's not good enough to do the actual just like the one note noodling, so he uses the chords to go up and down. Absolutely, Omar. Like say say like guitar playing like Omar would not sound good in this in this context. It just, just would not sound good because Omar's better at playing the guitar. Take take that out. Just that style of guitar playing would not fit in that kind of, in this kind of song. It just wouldn't happen. It wouldn't sound good. The noodling is only good in certain contexts. So so making that comparison is just ridiculous. It's not ridiculous. It is ridiculous when, when the type because the type of music between say the Mars Volta and this are wildly different. So you hear They're you wildly hear this, different. I mean it's not specifically Omar, but even like in bands like At the Drive and Metronome Arthritis, I can think off the top of my head, there's a part where it's very similar to the guitar part in this. 
and I think Mission Home Arthritis song. is one of their. It's one of my least favorite songs. But That's my favorite at the drive. I know song. it is. It's I their know best, it is, but song. it's not. Well, it's not. But I mean, it's a good song. Don't get me wrong; it's a good song. I but just it, wish you would just admit that you favorites. don't like anything unless it's got chugging, screaming, blink. You know, or it's because you know that's not true. I totally like, look, think look it's at, true. No, look at look at with, with the songs of the week we did on on the episode with the Team Sleep song. There's no chugging. There's no guitar. Yeah, solo, but it's the dude from Deftones. So of course you're gonna like it. But you also know I. I love, you know, reggae music and I love all that kind of stuff. So don't, don't bring that bullshit into this. Well, you didn't like the Bob Marley album that we did. What are you talking about? Of course I did. Well, Bob Marley's did great. You oh, did not like, well, we did the dumb. Whalers. You did not like that Whalers album that we did. I didn't like You're that so much either. We both didn't like it. Ah, oh, Jeff, you just, you just want to try to get a rise out Do of it. Do you not remember that we is. both didn't really like that album that much? Did you really, you really forgot? I think I vaguely remember, but. Oh, now, Still, now your memory is not perfect. <sighs> my well, my actually, my memory is pretty good, but oh, okay. Anyway, this song is not what we're talking about. <laughs> and I agree with you on this song. I, I'm, just, I'm agreeing with I'm you just on this song. To get, like down deep no. as to why you pretend. No, not you're to like just these songs. I you're, think you're that's trying what to. It is, is you you're trying to defend this. To like no, you're trying songs. to defend this, even though I'm telling you I like it. We're fighting over something that I like. Because you say that the guitar, no, the guitar is not that good. Because I don't. This is your. This is what you like in guitars. Like this. I don't. No, I don't. Kind of guitar work that you like. No, I don't. There's no there. The okay. So there's some. I forgot. There's one. Minus song the chugging. You're right. Like, no, you there, there, there's one. there's a there's like two part, two or three parts on this album where I think there's some good like guitar lines. Probably perhaps like, Vampire is a bit strong, but because that's like the heaviest maybe. song on the album. No, no. It, there, there's something like during the bridge. I have to look. I have to look through my notes, but, uh, but no. There, there. He does. He does do some cool parts. He has some cool lines going on in there. But I mean, I I don't like that. They're not even like upstrokes. They're just kind of like, I just don't like his clean his clean guitar tone. I don't, I just don't like it. I just yeah, it's not it's not for me. It's not for me at all. But yeah, but this song this song that song was good. <laughs> I don't know why you're getting so defensive because I haven't really said anything negative. You you didn't really like, said anything like too positive. But it, it's funny because it, you—it's like you've made all these arguments up in your mind. Like this—this this is what I'm going to say to Tyler in defense of this and this and this and that. And you're just like you're blowing through all of your uh, all of your your inventory right now. Well, you stated at the beginning of this album that there are no true bangers. Then there you aren't. said, but in the context, in the of context this album, of it, yeah. which is just you basically saying, I don't want to fight, so I'm just going to say this is a banger. Would you rather me be so, dishonest? I'd rather you be honest. I am being honest. That's no, why. No, if you don't I, think I it's a banger, it then don't label it as a banger. Oh my god. Okay, let's continue on. Let's continue on because it's now. Now it's, you're now you're compromising the integrity of the bangers. No, I'm not. You are. We can't even use that word anymore. But but we will, because we have no shame. You're on asinine. You apparently have no shame. So what uh, what's another banger for you on this one, or should I go with a banger of mine? What but, do you think? Let's go with another pretend banger of yours. Okay, another pretend banger. Uh, uh, should we just go with perhaps, perhaps vamp, perhaps vampires is a bit strong, but yeah, you want to go for that one? Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's one of the what's one of the songs that you know kind of picks up a bit. Uh, I will say it. I know you're gonna you're gonna really say something. Uh, 
to make fun of me, but it has some pretty crunchy guitar riffs on it. I knew you I liked like this it. song too. It's got the distorted vocals, heavier no, guitars. I knew you liked this album or this song the best too. But you know how much I don't like distorted vocals. Distorted vocals are like one of the worst things. You just you just like anything distorted. You just like the, I, the higher the gain, the better, the, the better the whatever. I don't know. I can't write anything with gain. <laughs> <laughs> the higher the gain, uh, the less the pain. <laughs> oh, you're so dumb. Oh, that's it i'm using that forever now <laughs> you're such an idiot <laughs> all right so he, here's here's uh perhaps vampires is a bit strong or whatever fucking song is called
There it is. <laughs> they're, just, they're just screaming. <laughs> no, that that part was dumb. But uh, that instrumental breakdown, I thought that was it's one of the best parts of this record, for sure. I love that part. Yeah. I love that it's not super technical. There's no wanking. There's no noodling. It's just them like probably just having a blast on stage, just like like all kind of looking at each other, just like hitting their instruments as hard as they could, just just having a great time. That's why I don't just, think. You, that's why I don't understand. You don't like this record. This whole record sounds like that. The way it was, it was produced. Even it was, it was all recorded live. Yeah, and that, I like that. Very a lot limited too. use of Pro Tools. I don't understand. Like this is yeah, and over this is too. your cup of tea. I know, man. I hey, I'm I'm with you. It it. it do you know why? It marks do you know all why the, you don't like it? I'm gonna tell you vocals. why you don't like it. No. I'm telling you why it's nope. the vocals. Nope. Hundred percent, it's the vocals. Nope. I know exactly yeah. why you don't like it. It's the vocals. It's because it's popular. popular. Fuck you. It's because it's <laughs> insanely popular. I know it's on one hundred percent true. Oh my god, dude, you're fucking out of your mind. If there was a list, this out al- this album hits all of the check marks of that list, but yet it's popular, and that's the fatal flaw. No, no, it's not because I love a lot of popular music. I I mean only if it's like ironic. That, the the band the band that I'm I'm absolutely obsessed with for the past year has one of the most successful records of all time. Ooh. You know, Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, but so many people hate the Smashing Pumpkins, so Okay. Nobody so really hates the Arctic Monkeys. I'm sure a lot of people hate the Arctic Monkeys. I never met anybody. I met a lot of people who hate the Smashing Pumpkins. Like you. I think you're the only person who hates them. No, a lot of people hate the Smashing no, Pumpkins. No, you hate, you're the only one. You're the only one. Now you're just making stuff up. But regardless, I love popular music. Don't get me I mean, I really do. Oh, sure. I love some pop music. I, a lot of my best friends some are great pop, pop music. songs. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you're so, so oh, yeah. dumb. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite bands. Oh, here we or my, go. Here or my favorite is. band. My favorite band is, you know, a huge, wildly. My best Hugely friend is successful a popular band. music. So your whole your whole thing that I don't like because it's popular is fucking retarded. Oh, yeah. Or it's stupid. Oh. Sorry. Use the R word. But it's fucking stupid. Sure. Ah, <sighs> man. But I like this song anyway. too. I think it's really good. It's like a no, minute. It it's, it's like a minute song. and a half, just some instrumental interlude, and then it goes back into the same song. It doesn't doesn't like mm-hmm. skip a beat. Yeah. I, I that's seriously the best part. The crunchy riffs, I mean, I, I didn't put that in there because I liked it so much. I put it in there because it, it really identif- it really gives the song an identity because uh, it, it's the only part of the album where they use like that super fuzzy guitar, that fuzzy guitar tone. I don't necessarily like it. I'm just, I put it in there as more a descriptor than anything else. But it was really the breakdown in this song that I loved so much. It was a real departure from the rest of the album that I feel like it gave the album... Like a lot of its character, that part and then the last song, but yeah, I I, th- I think it's a it's a, it's a great song. Okay. And, oh, and I was gonna talk about the the producer of the record too. We brought him up briefly and, and like how the record was made, how it was it was tracked live, which I thought was was really great. I think the the production on this in this album is pretty much flawless. I think it's it's really really good. I love the sound of it. Uh, but the producer is uh Jim Jim Abyss Jim Abyss. I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, but he's worked with Arctic Monkeys several times. Uh, he's worked with several other bands, but I think most notably, he's worked with Adele on several of her songs on her albums nineteen and twenty-one, and that's pretty big. I mean, those are wildly, wildly yeah. successful albums, and I was really surprised to see that he worked with her on both records, like both at you know at her debut record and after she had blown up. Yeah, 
It's pretty remarkable. But yeah, that 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 was pretty cool to go from Ar- the Arctic Monkeys to that. That's kind of cool. He just he I don't know he 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 sees something in some people. In one person, I guess in Adele. But well, that's uh, a pretty big person. Not like yeah. I don't mean to say no, like literally, but <laughs> that's not funny. <laughs> oh, You're God. mean, Tyler. I, I didn't say anything. <laughs> okay, now that we're done, I think we're done with uh, perhaps Vampires is a bit strong, but let's. do you want to say anything else about this song or do you want to move on to a, to a different song? Cause There's only really two more songs I, I would want to talk about. Certain that's Romance. It? Well, I mean, we've already been going for over an hour, I think. No, it's been almost an hour. Okay. Well, I mean, Dancing Shoes, I I think it's a fabulous song. Love it. Okay. Why why is that? I mean, any um particular reason? Just there's a lot of there's a lot of cool little parts in here. So, I I like the drum beat that's going on in there. It's got a lot of hi-hat usage and it adds in kind of these extra snare hits, and I think that's that's awesome. I think it's an mm-hmm. overall good dance number rightfully named as dancing shoes and it's got my favorite lyric on the whole album which is get on your dancing shoes you sexy little swine (laughs) (laughs) like that's a good one actually he says it's so like condescending like it's so dirty and gross i love it (laughs) but you know with with dancing shoes it kind of it kind of has that like that typical like disco type beat you know that's got am i doing that right i don't know yeah, that was good. Do it again. <laughs> but I feel like a lot of bands were doing that, doing that at the time, and it was just kind of, eh, it was whatever. It's it's not a bad song. Definitely not one of the bad songs on the record. But it just doesn't really do much for me. And the guitar is that still that kind of like dang, dang, ding, 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 ding. It's kind of not there for me. Not there for me. It's not a song for me. But the, there's some some cool parts too because the song kind of picks up a little bit here and there, which yeah. is kind of good. But should I play a little bit of it? Sure. Dancing shoes? Sure. Okay. You want to yell at me? Jesus. All right. Here it is. Dancing shoes by the Arctic. Open that look in
Now that song is by the Arctic Monkeys, <laughs> and it's called <laughs> Dancing Shoes. This is one of Jeff's favorite songs. This is one of his bangers. Mm. It's really so not good. a bad song. It's it's honestly not a bad song. All those little uh, like pick slide noises you hear in there too. Oh, so good. I do like the upbeat tempo for sure. It's it's definitely one of the better ones. Will not disagree with you on that. You're coming around a little bit. I mean, I honestly when I, come around. when I when I my initial listen, I thought this was much better than I was expecting. Much much. I was, I honestly was oh, dreading. I'm sure you doing, were, yeah, I'm sure you were dreading this. Absolutely. I was. I really like when you told me last week that you wanted to do this in my mind. I'm thinking, God, please change it. Just please let this not be the pick of the week. And then you made a comment. You're like, oh, I don't really know if I, we should do this one. And I'm like, hell yeah, we're not going to do Arctic Monkeys. I was so stoked. And then you said that we are. And I'm like, oh. well, I didn't want to do it specifically because I know how it feels to like <laughs> listen to an album. Like, oh, this actually kind of sucks. I don't like this at all. But it, it, and it honestly was. I mean, I know we've been, you and I have been fighting a lot, but that's kind of what we do. Even when we like the same things, we still fight. Oh, yeah. I don't understand that. We, we do that. I don't know why we do it. <laughs> we fight when we like the same things. It's so stupid. It's so dumb. But I don't know how we're still friends after, fuck, Tyler. We've years. been friends, what, 18 years now? Something like that? We've been friends longer than we haven't. Yeah. Oh, well, no. Is it? Have we? No. Yeah. What well, was high school or freshman year? How old are you in freshman year? Like 15? 50, yeah, I guess we have known each other longer than we, yeah. Isn't that weird? We haven't. That is really weird, huh? Dang. Bizarre. Bizarre. Oh! Ah, oh, you son of a bitch. Chinks, you owe me a, uh, something. <laughs> a Coke. I don't like Coke. Yeah, I don't like Coke either. Hey, look, we're not going to fight about that. Uh, but yeah, Dance and Shoes. I, I mean, lyrically, this song is, uh, it's still very much what the rest of the album is about. It just talks about seeing a pretty girl on the dance floor, but not being able to get the courage to go talk to her. And that's it. You know, it. dancing with her and... Man, the I just that was one big disappointment with this record was was the lyrics. Considering how much people love the this band, really thought there'd be more substance there. But they're like eighteen when they wrote these lyrics. Okay, so like, how much substance can an eighteen year old have? It's, it's not. It's it's how everybody reacted to the album. That's what I was shocked about. I I don't think I read anything where people were praising well, go like, the lyrics. Go like, okay, go to like genius lyrics. That's pretty much where I read all the lyrics and read all the annotations. Uh, but go go look at, at what the comments people make on these songs, and it's just like, oh my god, what he's talking about here is so deep, and it's so this, this, and that. And I'm like, are we reading they're, the same? They're straightforward, the stupid eighteen-year-old stuff. I just expected more. That's what it was. I expected more lyrically. I don't know why you did that. But that's like, that's like expecting more lyrically from like Enema of the State. Like, I, nobody does that. Exactly. I wonder if I wonder if like but that's Genius a goofy has, album. So was this? This out al- this album doesn't have a song called Dysentery Gary. Come on, dude. This is supposed and, to and be a na- goofy album. And the name of the album is not. I mean, the name of the Blink album is Enema of the State. <laughs> so you're walking into that. You're going into that album knowing it's going to be goofy. <laughs> but so. you're walking into this album with expectations that they're clearly telling you you shouldn't have. Thus, whatever people I say or whatever people say I am, that's what I'm not. The expectations uh, were so high for these guys, and they told you with the album title. I know, I know exactly what they said. Yeah, they're telling there. you. To I know. I keep your expectations low because this is going to suck. My expectations were low. I told you they were low. That's why I think I like it more than I normally would have. But anyway, 
Do we got any other any other bangers on this one? What do you think? I mean, certain romance is a, is a must play. Other than that, it's, it's pretty much up to you. I can go about all of these songs, but I mean, because I I do want to talk about that one last as well. Uh, but is there anything anything else we should play? What do you think? Uh, I mean, of San Francisco. Do you like Marty Bum? Let me go look at my notes really quick. Give it or take sure. it. Marty Bum. You know, okay, so so I mean, we could we could talk about Marty Bum. Why not? What's it gonna hurt? You know. Sure. Um, I what I did like about this song. This is one of those songs actually that I brought up earlier that it had an it had a really kind of cool guitar lead in lieu of an actual like guitar solo, and I like that a lot. Um, because I know how much you hate solos too. I thought you might like that a lot too, and that's probably why you like this song. But it also has like a very '90s sound to it, especially with the guitar tone. Um, but I mean, I, I thought it was it was a good song. It was definitely a decent song, at least you know. But it was it was one of the better ones. There's a lot of, I I do like this song a lot. Uh, I think the intro, like the whole song, progresses in a natural way where you can guess where it's gonna go at all times. Mm-hmm. And Alex's singing sounds like. Like he's trying to do like a Tim Armstrong thing with like the super rasp. Maybe that kind of annoyed bit. me a little bit. But I mean, for whatever it's worth, it almost sounds like this song was recorded somewhere else or at a different time or something because it is very different than everything else. And like you said that for the Arctic Monkeys, it was a solo. But realistically, it's just kind of like a longer lead. Yeah. But I like that. It's classy. It's oh, I love it too. Absolutely. Yeah. Get rid what of all I, solos. What I want to say too about this record, which I haven't brought up yet, but they use a lot of like very regional references, um, like lyrically with like certain words that only English people use or only people in a certain part of England use. Like the word Marty, wasn't that, doesn't that just mean like stubborn or, or stuff, something like that? I think so. So it's it, like describing a type of person. Yeah. And so there's a lot of like things throughout this record that are very specific to that area of the world. And I think that's one reason why this record was so wildly popular in the UK was because, you know, a lot of people in the UK, they don't have music that that references things that they know specifically. You know, this is this I feel like this record is very personal to people because they can relate to to that, to what they sing about because of like references like that or little words like like that. Yeah. So maybe that that's why I don't know. Um, so I, I'll play a little bit of Marty Bum. Cause, Love that guy. I'm the best. Thank you. Like looking down the barrel of a gun and it goes off And how come all these words Oh, there's a very pleasant side to you A side I much prefer as one verse Laughs and jokes around Remember cuddles in the kitchen, yeah To get things up the ground And it was up, up and away Oh, but it's rare hard to remember that On a day like today when you're Argumentative And you've got the face on (laughs) 
on the barrel, can't we? Just laugh and joke around. Remember cuddles in the kitchen, yeah, to get things off the ground. And it was up, up and away. Oh, but it's very hard to remember that on a day like today when you're all argumentative and you've got the face on. And yeah, I'm sorry I was late, but I missed the train and then the traffic was a state. And I can't be asked to carry on in this debate that reoccurs. Or when you say I don't care, and of course I do. Yeah, I clearly do. The song you just heard is the song Marty Bum by the Arctic Monkeys. Uh, yeah, so I mean, that there you go. We, talk, we talked about this song pretty extensively. Unless you got anything else to say about it? No. You all good? All right. I guess um, you want, just want to get into the last song, get into that, the best song on the record? Best song on the record. All right. This one is called A Certain Romance. Uh, like I said, it's the final song. It's my favorite song on the album. You agree, right? If this is the best song on the album? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, from what I read, too, this song, um, it was recorded in just one take, just to get the rawness and the feel of the, the song. And I think it's like the longest song on the record, right? It's something like five and a half minutes long. Yeah. Yeah, definitely the longest song on the record. I also feel like it's the deepest song lyrically, too. It It's kind of all over the place, but it's still something a little less superficial than everything else on the album minus a couple songs here and there but i think it's solid man should we play it should we talk about it some more what do you think i mean i have a lot of notes for it so you can either play and we'll talk about it or we can talk when you play it, whatever you want to do uh let's talk about it a little bit and okay. we'll play it and then we'll probably talk about it a little bit more so what, what do you got what, what's the first thing you got on your notes here um oh man there's just so much going on i think first and foremost the bass line in this song is so it just it makes me so happy it is just so cool it's so good it's so tasty it's so juicy oh it's so fucking awesome that's what i have in my notes too is that that bass line the juicy bass line oh it's so good you really I, write juicy i wrote juicy yeah, oh juicy so line. good yeah <laughs> like everything has everything, a juicy bass line <laughs> everything about this song is just absolutely perfect it's got this cool drum beat over some pretty cool like musical parts that are kind of doing their own thing the way it slows down is just absolutely perfect like they cannot be better than that and there's that mm-hmm. point where the guitar I'm just like how are you even keeping tempo bro like what are you even doing yeah he does these these kind of cool like upstrokes on the guitar too which is if he'd done more like the upstrokes throughout the album it would have made a world of difference for me at least on on the the sound of the record but it, the, those upstrokes with the bass line, I feel it sounds so good because it's not ska or reggae. It's still kind of like the, it's this like cool rock thing going on. But yeah, I like I like I like that a lot too. One of the few moments where I praise the guitar Oof. on this and record. Everyone just seems to be kind of just doing their own thing, and it just it fits so well with each other. And I swear I could listen to just like this in, it, just this instrumental loop for 
of 15, 20 minutes in a row, just straight up. Just a mm-hmm. good, solid loop. Yeah. And then, I mean, lyrically, it, it, it kind of is all over the place because he kind of like contradicts himself. But kind of in the beginning of the song, it, he talks about like how, you know, culture, like the subculture and where they were living is kind of narrow minded and childish and how people just fight and drink. And it's just like, but it's like the worst parts of it. It Like he just, just really talks shit on the subculture of, of that part of England. And and then how they think that they're better than everybody else. But then he kind of toward the end talks about like how they're actually really good people and he grew up with them. So he can't actually hate them. And it's just kind of, he, he just kind of goes back and forth on it. But in the end, like there are some parts there too, that are just more deep and more thought provoking than the rest of the record, which I kind of like, like this is kind of where he kind of felt like he could open up and talk about what he, he actually thinks about the world and about himself. He's kind of self-reflects, which I like, you know, I kind of, I, I like that. The self-reflection there. That, that subculture he's, he's referencing is, is they're called chavs. <laughs> it's so bad. And they remind me of the least popular guy on the Jersey shore. You know how there was know. the situation and then there was, the other guy with the spiky hair. And then there was like, I think his name's Vinny, actually. I, I honestly don't know. I know you watched the Jersey Shore before. No, I didn't. Yes, I, I only watched like maybe a few episodes. I swear to God. I've watched Jersey Shore. I swear to God. Tammy's watched Jersey Shore. I know you've watched Jersey Shore Okay, Tammy has, but I don't I don't watch that stuff. I swear to you. I swear to God. I'm too cool for that. I swear to God. The only one I know from the Jersey Shore is Snooky. That's the only one I know by name. I know you've watched the Jersey Show. I swear to God, you're such I a liar. Swear to you, you didn't fucking like God. Get out of here. I swear to you. I, I swear to you. I swear I, to Tom. I do not. Tom. I swear to Tom. Whoa. And Omar. And Omar Whoa. together. Yeah. But, I'm telling you the truth. But like I'm the Chav, telling you the honest truth. The, the Chav culture seems to be like Adidas wearing, tracksuit wearing, bling wearing. That's so ugly. Ruffians that just think that their lifestyle is the best and fuck everybody else, but in doing so. They their fun interferes with other people's fun, but they feel they have a right to do that because everybody has a right to their own type of fun type of thing. I think this song kind of reflects on that, saying like, "Hey, if you want to be a dickhead, that's fine." I think this song actually references the word "dickhead." Is if you want to be a dickhead, that's fine, but like, don't don't mess up my fun with my friends just because you're being mm-hmm. an asshole. Yeah, I think the the best like a good comparison would be like Ali G. Like how Ali G dresses, yeah, there it's kind of like the chav culture. Yeah, that, that's like the best representation of it. But it's a little bit exaggerated. Ali G is a little bit exaggerated, but you get the gist of it right there. It's pretty, it's pretty fucking ugly. It's pretty bad. I know you've seen Jersey Shore, or like, uh, or like when um, fucking what's his name uh, in Brooklyn Nine Nine, Nikolaj's real father comes. Oh yeah, kind of like that style, <laughs> like that 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 outdated European uh, Eastern European culture. <laughs> it's it's straight that that's what that is it's so ugly nikolash nikolash no nikolash 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 oh, i fucking love that show <laughs> <laughs> like yeast <laughs> oh, god should we play that again um, or no 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 you don't play the yeast again no, no, okay. no, no, no. We save it, save it, save it, save it. Save it for I don't, what? I don't want to overplay it because we're gonna bring it we up. We play again. It on every episode. We can play it on every episode. We didn't play it on this episode. We played it on the on the other episode. Oh, that's true. Should we play it again? Uh, hold on, let me get out my YouTube <laughs> so I can watch it. 
Right. Hurry up, I'm going to play I'm it. I'm ready, I'm ready. Okay. Hey there, Boyle. How was your weekend? Well, actually, I got a little sick. Oh, really? Sorry to hear that, man. Yeah, Bullets Over Broadway was on TV. I came down with a big old Diane Weist infection. Like yeast. <laughs> this this time I timed it even more perfectly than the last time. <laughs> so good. Ah, oh, it's great. It's so good because Jake has like no idea what's coming. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> I came down with a weast infection. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the few times that Boyle does something knowing that what he's doing is stupid. I know. It's uh that is fantastic. I kind of want to rewatch it, even though I just finished it. All of it? Oh my god! I was thinking about it, but then I'm like, no. Nah, if I'm gonna rewatch something, I, I'm thinking of maybe rewatching X Files, but we'll see. Oh, I'd, I'd be down for that. Yeah. Um. But anyway, back to back to the Arctic Monkeys. Certain and, uh, certain this, romance. This last song, a certain romance. Yeah. Uh, you know, let, let's just play it. We talked about the Chavs and uh, well, there's and there's two. I mean, the the I I think the song overall is great, but I think the best part of the song is right at like the 520 mark. But if you start at the 510, you'll be able to hear it. So whichever one you want to play is fine. Or if you want to play both, that's fine. Whatever you want to do is fine. You know what I'll do? I'll, I'll start playing it. I'll play like the first minute, minute and a half. And then I'll kind of bring it down. And then I'll, I'll get to the, the 510 mark. So here's, uh, here's the song, A Certain Romance by the Arctic Monkeys. Line like we were talking about that is so good so that was a certain romance um uh, i'm gonna skip 
skip forward a little bit, get to the part that Jeff wants to talk about or that we both want to talk about. But, um, dude, it's such a sick song. But it's a fucking long song, too. So here, here's the, uh, the other part Jeff was talking about. want to talk about the ending yeah there? that was so about? cool all like the <laughs> nasty little like oh fuck i have no time to get my fingers right and just all the <laughs> weird little noise that they're making that they didn't edit out oh it's so nice <laughs> of all the things it's like God. the most anticlimactic thing you could possibly put in there just like mm, perfect ah uh, that's funny but that's like i mean that <laughs> fully embodied what the whole indie rock scene was supposed to be like it's good yeah beautiful that was a good song i will agree with you on that it was was a lot of fun a lot a lot of fun so i mean yeah that's that's about it for the uh the pod right that's about it for the pod anything else to say no that's it all right so what are we gonna what are our final thoughts on this arctic monkeys album the uh whatever people say i am that's what i'm not that's what i'm not i was uh i'm very i'm very pleased with how this turned out i was my first listen i was a little worried just Again, I I didn't know if I wanted to do this. I didn't know if if we'd have enough material for this. Mostly because that my first listen, I I focused on the lyrics a lot, and I was like, well, there's just nothing here. It's very straightforward. Yeah. But then the more I listened to it, the more I, I I really got into the groove, and and I do like this type of music. And so I just I I think that this album itself is almost dare I say underrated in the American eyes. Americanized like rage, <laughs> and so I think uh, I, I think this is a good solid representation of of peak indie rock in the two thousands, and um, I give this a uh, I'm gonna give it a two point. What are you gonna give it? Two points. Two point six five. Two point. Oh my god, that's so fucking high! Wow. Yeah. 2.65. Okay. Well, my final thoughts on this one. Uh, you know, like I said, oh, wow, that was a weird one. <clears throat> like I said, I wasn't really looking forward to it, um, but it was much better than I was expecting. It, it exceeded my expectations, let's just say that. Uh, only a couple bangers, I will say, but um, I, I'm going to give this one, I'm going to give this one a, I'm never going to go back to it, honestly. I'm never going to go back to this. Oh, boy, here comes so, the 1.6. Unfortunately, I'm going to give it a 1.9. A 1.9. I can't give it a 2 because I'm never going to go back to it. I'm never going to go back to it. You know I'm never going to go back to this, so why would I give it a 2? I got to give it a 1.9. People love it. I don't know why, but people love it. It's popular. (laughs) 1.9. Exactly. Exactly. But, uh, yeah. So that's about it for the pod. Uh, I got nothing else to say. Do you got anything else to say? Uh, I don't. Anything? I do not. All right. Well... Thank you all for listening to this episode of Asinine Radio. Because we just did the Arctic Monkeys album, Jeff gave it way too high of a rating, but that's okay. Uh, I gave it what it deserved, and that's all that counts. So thank you all for listening to the pod. Go rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes. Go follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. Or send us an email, asinineradio at gmail.com. DM us on our personal accounts. I don't care. Talk to us. Tell us how great we are. Because we're the best. Um, So yeah, that's it for Asinine Radio. Thank you. Thanks again for listening. And um, 
David. Wait, do do we David Jaffe that with the music playing? David Jaffe, David Jaffe, David Watch the video, obviously, so here's the audio. Hey there, Boyle. How was your weekend? Well, actually, I got a little sick. Oh, really? Sorry to hear that, man. Yeah, Bullets Over Broadway was on TV. I came down with a big old Diane Weist infection. <laughs> like yeast? <laughs> And if you watch his face, the excitement is just... You probably remember this, but I was obsessed with that song Mama's Boy by Chromio. Oh, yeah, that song sucks. Which I... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, which I still absolutely fucking love that song, and that's also on my drum playlist. Are you ready? You think you you could hit hit it on the beat again? And, right, but... You you really wanted to. Hey, boy, like. But you know how much I don't like distorted vocals. Distorted vocals are like one of the worst things. You just, you just like anything distorted. You just like the, I, the higher the gain, the better, the, the better the whatever. I don't know. I can't remember anything with gain. <laughs> <laughs> the higher the gain, uh, the less the pain. <laughs> oh, you're so dumb. Put on your dancing shoes. You sexy little swine. <laughs>